0: It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy in association with Murty Rabbits Bird, our new sponsors. Pop down there for all your rugby needs. Any matches that are on, always a great place to go. In the meantime, this week's podcast is all about to lose. We're about to get the flight over in just about 24 hours. And in the meantime, we've been gathering audio for you to set the scene. Lots of conic fans travelling. Lots of coverage coming from us throughout the weekend with bonus audio as well. Stay tuned for more on that at the end of the podcast. But for now, this week's podcast is brought to you by Alan Deegan with William Davies and Lindy McKenzie on the Clan Terrace. The audio coming from Andy Friend, Owen Masterson and Tom Frowl. They were all up at the Connick Press Conference this week. Plus a little bit of bonus audio. First of all, in the shape of Alan and Lindy chatting about Kieran Marmion's uh, signing a new contract. Big news there. This week and from William Davis from his uh, trip over to Cardiff for the uh, EPC or European Champions Cup launch, where he caught up with Toulouse's Emile Entimax. So, all that to look forward to. Let's get stuck in.
1: I'm here with Lindley McKenzie because. Um broke a nice a nice, good news story for Connacht today.
2: Yeah, isn't it brilliant news that Kieran Marmion is, is staying with Connacht? Everyone's been asking that question. Everyone knows that he's had a pretty tough time since he was omitted from the World Cup squad. It kind of opened up this whole scenario, uh, you know, would he stay, would he go? And you can understand why he was obviously extremely upset. And so he had to think about his future. But his future... Has always been with Connacht since he left. Since he left England, and I think you know, and his heart is probably still with Connacht, and that's probably one of the one of the decisions, the reasons why he made that decision to stay.
1: Yeah, because like his dad is from Loughrea. It's not as though he doesn't have contacts here. Um, like he started, and he had an incredible start to his career in Connacht. Thirty-one games in a row he played. He started in his first two seasons. He played in every match. Only missed two where he sat on the bench.
2: Well, he, as you say, he came through the exile system, came into the academy, I think in two thousand and eleven. I think he got his first senior start in two thousand and twelve, so he has been with Connett for a, you know for a, for a very long time, and he really is you know a huge has had a huge impact in a position sometimes where we may have been a little bit short on occasions he 's obviously had his international caps and he's performed strongly there. Maybe not as many as he would have liked or maybe not enough as maybe the number one. But for Connett, he has been a key performer and, and Andy Friend said that he had watched Connett matches before he came over here. One of the matches, key matches he watched was actually the, the final, the, the Pro 12 final, and he said that in the final that he described him as being the lifeline of the team Gives His energy, everything he did he said was great, the way he tackled, the way he carried, his support play. And he knew then that he was going to be, he hoped he would be around for a few more years.
1: I'm standing in the Connacht clan with William Davis and Lindley McKenzie, who are at the press conference prior to the away trip to Toulouse. Who are we talking to today, William?
3: Uh, Andy Friend, and the players were Owen Masterson and Tom Farrell. Andy, there must still be a buzz around the sports ground after the events of 48 hours ago.
4: Yeah, there was. Uh, we were pretty pleased with the win. On review of the game, um, it probably wasn't one of our better performances, to be honest. We, we had a few uh, system errors in defence, um, opened up a lot of opportunities. Uh, but we managed to find a way to get the win, and we, we said so we're pretty happy with that.
3: Yeah, I suppose when you do the analysis, you talk about that, and then there's a few chances in the first half, and that's a frustration. But the overall effort and the overall application of the players must uh, must be very pleasing for them and for the coaching team.
4: Yeah, and that's the big plus out of it. You know, we um, I've always said we've got a great group of men here, and they... they uh, uh, if we get knocked down, which we did the previous week, we get back up and we get back up stronger and we got back up stronger this week. And, and I just thought the, the attitude and the never-say-die attitude to, um, to to grind out that win was really impressive. So, yeah, we are really, really pleased with that. But we know we, we can be better and we, we're going to need to be better.
3: Looking ahead to Saturday, it's a short turnaround. Champion team who won their first game I suspect they feel they 're well capable of winning the tournament they 're one of these French sides that seems to be able to play well at home and away. so what are you expecting in Toulouse on at one o 'clock Saturday afternoon?
4: Uh, expecting a team that if they have the football they 're going to they 're going to ask a lot of questions of you. Um, they had seventy percent of the ball against Gloucester um, and did ask those questions and Gloucester held out for a a period of time but when you've got 200 plus tackles it does does uh take a toll on you so uh, they'll be better again being at home i'm sure they're probably going to have a couple more of their world cup winners back um or world cup players back uh so we're expecting you know a french team that wants to play and will play in front of their home crowd with a lot of energy
3: tom you missed out last weekend probably close decision so you must be taking a good bit out of that for the team to win but uh, you're looking to get getting heavily involved on Saturday.
5: Exactly um, if I'm lucky enough to be involved this weekend I hope to repeat what the lads done on Sunday there. Um, I know you've probably seen from a lot of talk there's been a good few injuries in the squad and that squad that went out there in the weekend did a magnificent job and hopefully I can repeat that now this weekend
3: Yeah they really stood up, there was a lot of late changes so there was a lot of players moved around but it uh, didn't seem to affect it. The first minute might have been a bit tricky but after that there was a big regroup and a real determination that sort of they shall not pass because uh, they're a big side.
5: Yeah, they were a big side. Um, we knew that coming into the game. We didn't really probably want to get in that kind of tussle with them. We tried to move the ball around and um, kind of play with a bit more tempo in our game because we knew if we could get into that arm wrestle with them, we probably would have came out on the wrong side.
3: On Sunday, was it as physical as you expected? They, they were a big side. Did they bring what you thought or did they bring anything that you weren't expecting?
6: Uh, you know it was incredibly physical uh, I, I was in second row for one of the scrums and it was a bit of an experience alright um, but yeah look we, our, our, our thing was we were going to try out work them and for the bit I was on anyway the last 20 minutes they had a lot of possession and they were into that real heavy pattern pick and go big forwards running off nine getting around the corner and thankfully we managed to repel them but it, it, took, it took a lot of effort and there was a lot of sore bodies afterwards um, but uh, yeah look they are going to be very difficult later on in the pool as well at home Um But uh, I'm glad that we matched them physically head on. I thought the forwards did a great job overall, held their own in the scrum and in the line out and we managed to get them all over the line as well and we got two tries through pick and goes with Paul Boyle getting over at the end of the first half and Blady as well getting over after good work by the forwards so that was particularly pleasing for us.
3: Well you'll have to lift it on Saturday, it's an away game. They seem to be back to playing the best rugby. They've gone through a couple of seasons where they maybe weren't at their best but you must go over there with a good confidence that you can... Get, it's not even given an count for yourselves, but you can actually play your game, which is what Andy talks about a lot, that Connacht want to play their game. They're not too concerned about the opposition.
6: Yeah, no, look, we're going over there to win. Um, I think Toulouse are a really quality team. They, they won the top 14 last year and got to the semifinals of Europe. Um, so we feel it's going to be a step up. It's going to be away from home as well, which will be a bigger challenge. And uh, yeah, but we, we back ourselves... Um, as as I said, we took Montpellier on up front and did well, and I thought our backs were excellent as well. But despite the good win at the weekend, we we came in and reviewed it yesterday afternoon, and there's still loads for us to work on in terms of defence. The first try we scored conceded after 90 seconds was was poor defence from us. So if we if we give those kind of opportunities to Toulouse, that we presented Montpellier in the first half, Toulouse could take them. And on another day, Montpellier would have scored more tries. Um, so we feel if, if we give Toulouse the same opportunities, we, we could be punished. And on the flip side as well, there's probably a few scores we left behind us in the first half as well. Um, you know, close to the line, forcing the passes and throwing a few 50-50s that maybe weren't on. So um, we'll have to tighten those up a little bit in attack and get our, get our defence working a little bit better than it was in the first half. And uh, then we'll be in a good position to win the game. OK, Lindy, anything of interest come out of that for you in particular?
2: Yeah, well, everyone was celebrating that wonderful win out there, and we all were celebrating, you know, that win over Montpellier. Um, I think Andy Friend was back at his desk looking at the review video and uh – he tells us today that there were some issues that they weren't particularly happy with, and one of them was their defence, particularly at the start of the match. It tightened up in the second half, particularly conceding those scores that they did, and the other thing was their lack of clinical uh, execution at some at some points in the game. And they said those were the two areas that really needed to tidy up before they
3: go to Toulouse. He said it was the worst defensive performance of the season, um, and he would, I th- I, th- I think. There might also be an inference that Montpellier just weren't on their game because if they were, they would have exploited that because they were very big mistakes that they made. But they did get back on the horse and they did solve them. And I think also, he did say after the game as well, they they butchered three chances in the first half where they just didn't quite have the belief. And I suspect at halftime that was hammered into them to believe that you can actually win this game. So they feel there's a lot to work on. And I think that's encouraging for um, the weekend in Toulouse. It certainly is because myself and Danny did some work on
1: mainly Danny did some work on the defense um, and the stats for the entries into the twenty two Montpellier had the most entries into our twenty two of any team this season, but only converted twenty five percent of them, which is better than the average that we 've been letting in, which is forty six percent so it 's strange to think that they don 't think they did well
3: when in fact they stopped them from scoring tries while they got into the twenty two yeah but it 's allowing them to get that opportunity first for the system 's errors, but look with all the changes it 's hardly surprising. Uh, Where there wasn't a breakdown in systems was in the mall defence, which was really top quality by Connacht, because they were going backwards, they didn't give away penalties, and I think he complimented Jimmy Duffy on that and said very much that every man knew his job and his role, and they all carried them out perfectly. And even when they were running down the clock, they had a system in place and it worked um, the halfbacks were watching the clock, they were talking to the players, they were listening to the referee. It was very calm, that bit of it. And the mall was very calm as well. Um, but again, I think they, they're they just emphasising that they will have to up this for Toulouse. Toulouse are a better team than Montpellier. They're playing better rugby. They have a win under their belt and they're at home. So the challenges have mounted. But they I think they're... They're not going over there with a sort of a bravo attitude, but I think they feel they can go over there and get their game plan moving and take part in the game on their terms rather than being dictated to. Yes, it'd be very interesting. Those stats are available on patreon.com slash
1: craggyrugby if you want to go into them in a bit more detail. Um, So, Lindley, it's going to be a huge ask. We still have a few injuries, which William is going to talk about in a few minutes, but your thoughts on, on how we do against a team that we've beaten twice?
2: We will have some players back, according to Andy Friend, and um, which is going to be a bonus. Um, look, we've been over there before; we've won, so we know how to win over there. But as Andy Friend said today, you know this is this is a different level. These these this team Toulouse, is they're the champions of of, of the French champ, they are the French champions. Mm. Uh, They might only be mid-table at the moment, but that doesn't mean to say that they don't have, you know, the the players within their squad to lift lift it, particularly for Champions Cup. And we saw what they did to Gloucester in Gloucester as well. Um, So Connacht will go over there. Their attitude will be that they, as always, that they can have, you know, have the players and have the game plan to to beat Toulouse but we all know what the the atmosphere like that over there it's very intimidating Um, and Toulouse on their home territory are very physical to the point of quite aggressive they have the players they have the speed they have the crowd behind them they have the pedigree it's a huge ask really isn't it
1: it most certainly is before we get your thoughts on that William Let's have a listen to how the Irish teams did in Europe at the weekend.
3: Pool 5, Connacht's Pool, got the Champions Cup underway. It finished Gloucester 20, Toulouse 25. On Saturday, three Irish teams in action. Pool 1, Leinster 33, Benetton 19. Pool 3, Bath 16, Ulster 17. And Pool 4, Ospreys 13, Munster 32. Thanks, William.
1: OK, the, the bit that a lot of fans are interested in is is the update of who's injured
3: and who's not. The following players are reintegrating to training and may be available for the weekend. Finlay Bielham, Shane De La Hunt, Tom Farrell, Stephen Fitzgerald, Matt Healy, Quinn Roo. Okay. So that's a bit of an improvement. Nia Adi Alokan and Owen McKeown should return to training next week with the possibility of being available for the Kings game. And then we get on to the longer-term list. Kieran Marmion is a number of weeks away. Rory Burke has an abdominal injury which has not yet been fully assessed. Jared Butler is rehabbing and there's no time frame on his return. Killian Gallagher looks a long-term problem, but he is having a scan today. Dara Leader has a calf injury and will return in a number of weeks. Paddy McAllister, Tierno Hallran and Gavin Thornbury are still looking at December, January and Sean O'Brien is February Some
1: good news there some not quite so good news I wasn't aware of the Darrell leader one that's a new one on me but um, that's going to be a tough challenge we've already talked about that we'll we'll, we'll leave that for a few minutes because I do want to introduce a little bit of audio that William got while he was in Cardiff where he spoke to French and Toulouse legend Emile Intimac but I'm not sure I'm saying that right
3: Emile Tamak, as he explained to me when he gave me his time, very generous, he was there talking to the media. It's quite interesting. <music> Emile, 1996, it's a fair while ago, and European rugby has come a long way since then. What are your memories of winning that and just the competition, because it was the first one?
5: Yeah it was important for Toulouse because uh, in the past Toulouse uh, worked very hard to have maybe some friendly game friendly with different style and uh, games especially against uh, uh, foreign teams and uh, for the first time in 96 when they created uh, the the European cup and it was important for Toulouse to to be the first to be the first maybe to to win this competition because they, they they worked very hard to to, to have this competition here. Yeah. but it was nice it was uh, very different now, but um, lot of things. Yeah, it was uh, a short, short competition. Maybe uh, we start maybe in October, beginning of October. Finished. Uh, the final was in the uh, beginning of January. Um, but uh, it was important, yeah, to to, to be to be uh, to challenge this competition. Yeah. Toulouse are in connect Group
3: this season, Pool Five. Uh, we'll be heading over there and very soon for a match on uh, Sunday week. So, where are they at the moment? They've had players away in at the World Cup with France, but they played some really good rugby last year. It was they seemed to they seem to really want to play open and very fast rugby. It was more like old style French rugby, could I say?
5: Yeah, but for Toulouse, uh, it was important to come back in the in the race last season, uh, especially in the French Championship. And uh, it was an incredible season with the the title at the end. Uh, now for Toulouse, the, the the step maximum and up is uh, to 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 have a good place in, uh, of course, in Champions Cup. Um, it's never easy because you play uh, some some uh, difficult games. Uh, talk about of it's never easy to play away against this this team but um, Toulouse um, has the potential now to, to to beat to challenge I don't know if the result will be good or not but um, I, I'm, I'm sure that Toulouse will be ready for for, for a good start uh, in the Eneken um, Cup yeah. Fascinating stuff if you want to hear the full interview again
1: you can catch it on patreon.com slash craggy rugby for the full interviews of everything you've heard uh, today And now we're going to hear who's playing at the weekend in Europe.
3: European Champions Cup continues next Friday evening, November the 22nd, with a Pool 3 match in Belfast. Ulster versus Clermont-Averne. That kicks off at 7.45pm Irish. On Saturday, three Irish teams are back in action. Pool 5, Toulouse versus Connacht with a 1pm kickoff. Pool 1. Lyon versus Leinster with a 3.15pm kickoff. And finally in Pool 4, Munster versus Racing 92 with a 5.30pm kickoff. And those are all Irish time. On Sunday, the second match in Connaught's Pool, Pool 5 will take place. Montpellier versus Gloucester. And that kicks off at 3.15pm. Right. William, we've heard Lindley's thoughts. Huge challenge. We've heard the injury list.
1: Huge challenge.
3: Your thoughts? It's a very difficult one, this. Uh, I think the thing about Toulouse is you could go over there with your absolute A team and everybody being fit and you could play really well and you could still come out of that ground with nothing. Um, I don't think they will underestimate Connacht. They've played us quite regularly and we have beaten them. We also won on Sunday. They won't, that won't have gone unnoticed. It's going to take a similar effort and more. That, that's, and they're going to have Andy Friend spoke about it. They cannot start slowly. Uh, they've started slowly in too many games. They started really slowly on Sunday. If they make the same systems errors in defence, I think Toulouse will punish them. They play a different brand of rugby. They're as powerful as Montpellier, but they're faster and they're more accurate. And Connacht, when they get their chances, are going to have to take them. That was the story when we played them there in January 2017. Connacht had chances. They couldn't see it through. If they can get that away and get a toehold in the game, then it could get very, very interesting. But I think whatever side goes out there has still got the bit of confidence from the win here on Sunday. And they've got a chance, but it's a very outside one. And I think if they got a bonus point, they'd skip out of Toulouse, absolutely delighted. Um, And then they've got a week of the Kings, very serious Pro 14 game. Has to be won, need five points here, and then they're back in Europe again. But momentum now is the key. Leinster could have stopped the momentum dead. I think some of us thought it would. It didn't. They had a rocky time on Sunday, but they got over the line. They've got to carry that on on Saturday now. They certainly do. And Lindley, it sounds as though there's quite a few people travelling. I think the fans are going to play a little bit of.
1: Oh, actually, the fans are going to play quite a lot of help for for Connacht to have you know the fields floating around in in, in Toulouse and and getting that roar going just to let the fan the, the the Connacht players know the fans really are behind them.
2: Well, the Connacht clan are always amazing, really, aren't they? They everywhere Connacht goes, the Connacht clan goes, and particularly at these European matches, and particularly Toulouse, which is a superb venue, and it's a superb weekend because of when the flights and when the game day is on. It ensures that all the, the the Connet clan can go over there and enjoy a weekend. But they are amazing. They're always vocal. And I know that the players always get a huge, huge um, appreciation for for the efforts that they make. And you always know when they go over there, whether it's their singing or they love having competitions sometimes with actually French fans as well when they start singing. You know, we've seen that quite a few times. And the, at least, you know, the Connet it's 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 great for the for the Connacht players because you can go to a load of play a, a load of places. You know, I was only thinking of Russia. Actually, it was this time last year where there was only a, you know there was a handful of supporters who could who could get over there. That was you know an exception you know to the rule, but you know you can go to these stadia where they are particularly in France where they are extremely intimidating, and but the Connacht clan are always there, and I know that the Connacht rugby players always make an effort to go over and to thank them for being there. So. You know there'll be a. I'm sure there'll be a lot of wine drunk over there, and um, there'll be a lot of bonhomie, and uh, I'm sure you know the atmosphere will be great.
1: Let's hope so, right? So you reckon we might get a bonus point, losing bonus point, even
3: possible try losing bonus point? I didn't say that, Alan. (laughs) I said that they would take that and run. They are obviously going there to try to win, and they have to. You can't go with any other attitude, but they. They have to also be prepared, and the fans, and all of us have to be prepared for the fact that if if Toulouse get their game plan moving, they can take any side apart. And Connacht are missing some key players. A lot of guys are going to have to stand up. But hopefully, somebody, I'm I'm thinking particularly here, maybe of a Robin Copeland who hasn't played much but had a big game on Sunday. Mm -hmm. If they can kick on from that, and I think the important thing is... Andy Friend will want them and the players will just want to play their way. They don't want to get sucked into something that, and they don't want to go on an exercise of just trying to keep the score down or stay in the game. They actually want to go out and play some rugby. So let's have it. Let's hope it's a day like today here again. The sun is shining again at the sports ground. The sand moors going round there in the background. Um, that's what we're hoping for and that's why Europe is special it's different it has a different feel Um, Pro 14 is the bread and butter competition but this is different and it's an opportunity and I hope everybody that travels and I hope loads of Connacht fans are travelling I hope they really enjoy themselves it's a cracking city it's a great ground and the timings and stuff are just perfect you can actually have a little bit of relaxation and still enjoy yourself you certainly can Lindley intrepidation you're travelling intrepidation
2: Always when we go to France, you know, because we always know what they're capable of. French teams are a little bit, you know, um, what's the word? Not, not unreliable, but we, it's hard to know sometimes what to expect from them because we all know their potential and sometimes they deliver and sometimes they don't. But certainly if Toulouse is on song, and I reckon they they will be... For this match, because they've already beaten Gloucester, so they're in pole position, and they they'll want to. They have their eyes set on this competition. They've won, you know, the top fourteen last season. They have their eyes set on qualifying
0: for the for the you know the knockout stages. And that's it for this week's podcast. I did tell you to be a little bit of additional news for you at the end, and it's just to tell you there's going to be bonus audio this weekend from Toulouse. We're going to have a little uh, extra piece of audio on Friday evening so stay tuned for that on our Patreon side on our usual channels as well on social media plus lots of other little clips videos and everything else from our Galway Bay FM coverage which will be live on Galway Bay FM on an online exclusive stream on the website from about half twelve with the build up and the game itself live at one o'clock on Galway Bay FM Connacht against Toulouse in the Champions Cup remember that's one o'clock Irish time so much to look forward to hope you enjoyed this week's show don't forget big thanks to our sponsors Marty. That's it for me. Loose, cut it loose. Break out, or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until you.